to be perfect. No one is perfect. Even people that have trained forever are not perfect. They have things that they don't feel like they're good at. But you're okay the way you are. You know, it's okay to try. And, and if you decide that's not, it's not for you, then that's okay too. You know, you don't have to have the perfect body. You don't have to know everything. Because if you have a good teacher, they'll help you learn those things, the terms and, and nurture your experience. Hey dancers, welcome to the show. I'm Julie and I'm your host today on this episode of Broche Banter. I both own and teach at Broche Ballet, a virtual ballet school just for adults. Join us as we explore all things adult ballet. Today on the show, I talk with Jesse, a dancer who started ballet for the first time ever as an adult about three years ago. We talk about her absolute love for ballet, how it has helped her build self-confidence after a difficult time with postpartum depression, and how her hard work has transformed her from her tomboy teenage years struggling with pigeon-toed legs to a beautiful ballerina about to get her first pair of point shoes. Enjoy! If you're enjoying these stories of the wonderful adult dancers in our community, please help us keep the podcast going by sharing your story. Send us an email at hello at brocheballet.com to be our next featured dancer. Well, Jesse, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on Broche Banter today uh, to hear all about your story with ballet. We'll yeah, it's so nice to finally talk to you. I, I know we've talked a lot um, like on Instagram and on, on YouTube. Um, I comment a lot on your stuff, but we haven't actually got to meet. You know? <laughs> it's nice yeah. to actually talk in uh, somewhat live. So, <laughs> You are an adult dancer. You're in the adult dance community, the adult ballet community. We've been followers for a while. I've been watching your story, and I'm so excited to hear it basically from beginning to where we are now. So <laughs> yeah. Where, where did it start? So I actually didn't start ballet till I was a completely an adult. So I never danced as a kid. Um, and to kind of get some context to like what happened to lead me to wanting to try ballet. Um, when I was really little, I was really, really pigeon toed, like severely pigeon toed. So bad that my parents actually took me to an orthopedic specialist because they were worried that there was like something wrong. Um, the orthopedic specialist said, nope, you're fine. Go on your merry way. But um, as I grew up as a kid, my, my hips still did not want to, they still wanted, my feet still wanted to turn in really badly. Um, so I basically decided that I couldn't do ballet because I was not physically able to. And I also just wasn't interested. I was really a really big tomboy. And my mom asked me, she's like, are you sure you don't want to do ballet? And I was like, nope, I want to do karate because that was what my best friend at the time was doing. So of course you have to, you know, do what your friend is doing. So I did that. And um, and as I got a little older and I was more into music because I started playing the viola and I um, started singing a lot and I learned a lot about music, I was like, dang, now I wish I would have taken ballet because it's, you know, it has that connection to classical music. And I've always been really good at picking up patterns and things. And uh, because of music, I think is a lot of it. And also has, have a, I have a really good memory. So I could like listen to a song and remember the song pretty easily. So and I got to be a teenager. I was like, well, now it's too late to do ballet because I'm too old. And my, you know, my physical ability is not possible. And around that time, I had, um, so I still was having issues with my legs. So I ended up having a lot of knee problems because my, I was proning so badly on my arches that it was making my knees turn in and then it was making everything hurt. So I went to the doctor and they were like, well, one thing you have really hypersensitive knees. So that's like part of the problem. And the other thing, so they put me into the physical therapy and I got some orthotic insoles and that basically like my orthotic insoles basically were like this. So they kept me from rolling in. Um, and then I still kind of was having some issues and I ended up going to the doctor again at some point when I was 15 or so. And 
my doctor had never really watched me walk before. And he was like, okay, you need to have an x-ray because I think you have a hip dysplasia. Oh. And it turns out I didn't luckily. So that's, you know, I didn't have, to, didn't have to have surgery or anything then. So that saved me from having to, you know, have that. But at the same time, it was like, well, then what's wrong? I'm like, you know, why? And they never really had an answer. It's just, you know, this is just how you are. So anyway, so I started some physical therapy again that was kind of um, focusing on my hips and my knees and to kind of help supplement and strengthen my body up. And I didn't really keep up with that as much as I should have. Um, and then kind of time went on. I just kept wearing my insoles and I my basically became neutral at that point rather than turn. And so it was still had a little bit of a weird gait, but it still was, it was mostly neutral. So then fast forward a few years, um, I kind of just kind of started getting the idea of like, you know, I wonder if there's ballet for adults. So I kept kind of like looking around and where I live, well, where I live now is very small, but where I lived before it was not, there wasn't very many options and I was working at the time. So I didn't have time to go. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was like, well, no, this obviously it can't work right now. So I kind of put that aside. And then uh, after I had my daughter, I kind of started to look around a little bit more because I wasn't working anymore. So I was like, and now I want something to do, you know, I want to be able to get out of my house and do something that's not around my child. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, and I was dealing with a lot of depression and anxiety, and I just kind of needed something to have an outlet. So I ended up finding a studio that was only like 15 minutes from my house, mm. really tiny place. So I, and before I went to classes because I was really nervous to go because I was like, I'm going to be terrible at this. Like, this is going to be awful. <laughs> so I, I'd already kind of been poking around on the YouTube a little bit and I came across Catherine Morgan uh-huh. and I was watching a ton of her videos and like trying to like do her bars when even though I had no idea what I was doing, you know, I was just like trying to copy because I'm pretty good, a pretty visual learner. So I was just kind of like sitting there trying to copy probably with horrible technique and everything, <laughs> but, but it was good because it gave me like a, some sort of basis because then when I took that first class, I was like, okay, I know what, what a tendu is. I know what a plie is. Right. And he didn't have to explain to me, okay, this is how you do a rondage job, Jesse. You know? <laughs> so it helped, it helped me advance really quickly. Um, and he was really surprised with how within a couple months I was able to do some real, pretty like complicated things just because I, cause I practiced at my house almost every day too. I did bar. And I also, because I had done that kind of preliminary research it kind of helped me get my a head start so, mm-hmm. so yeah that's basically what happened so that was almost exactly three years ago because I started right before I turned to thir- 29 yeah and I just had my birthday so yeah and it was like right before my birthday that I started so um yeah so that's kind of the story there so I basically started to kind of try to Part of it was to give me something to do, but also it was because I wanted to try to see if I could do something to help my hips a little bit more because my mother has really bad hips and actually had a hip replacement this last year. So it was one of those things where it's like, I wanted to avoid having to have a problem later on. So I can say it's definitely helped me a lot. Like I, um, I don't have to wear my orthotics anymore because my feet are strong. They they hurt my feet if I wear them like really badly. (laughs) I can't stand in them because they hurt. So there's a too much, there's too much, you know, support now. So, and I don't, you know, I don't have any issues with like pain or anything like, and I never really had issues with my hips hurting. It was mostly just like a, like a tightness and like it was blocked. Like I couldn't, and I think some of that is a on anatomical thing. Like I realized that I'm never going to be able to have this, you know, 180 degree split to all cone. And I'm like totally fine with that. I accept that. But, um, but it, so a lot of it is like tightness too, though, because I mean, I, if I'm, 
and muscle weakness because when I do my exercises and I'm good about doing all my turnout stuff, then it definitely helps the patient mm -hmm. better. So, um, cause a lot of it is that, you know, I can rotate my leg, but I can't hold it there. So it's, it's a lot of it is a weakness rather than I think a deformity or anything. I think there probably is a little bit of torsion or something too. I can't, again, I haven't been able to prove that, but <laughs> you know, there's only so much you can do to, to, to explore that route unless you get like MRIs and all those sorts of things. And it's right. like, you know, <laughs> the number of ballet classes you can take for one MRI, right. the price exactly. of one MRI is <laughs> very high. Yeah. And also how, how much you want to try to, you know, fix it or also, you know, pay to try to get it sorted out. So, and for a while I was going to a chiropractor, but I didn't feel like that really necessarily did anything more than I was already doing, you know? So I just kind of was like, well, you know, I don't think I really need this anymore. So I kind of, I stopped going, but, um, and the massage, and I did a little bit of massage therapy and that definitely helped a little bit more than I would say the adjustments did, but, um, but it was also like time consuming and expensive. So, you know, yeah, for sure. Massage every week is not, you know, cheap. <laughs> no, not at all. That adds up really fast. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, uh, a lot of people, if they are, you know, pigeon toed and feel like it's too late for them, wouldn't even try to go into a studio. Do you know what drove yeah. you? Like what, what, what was, was there like a really big drive or like, why did you get over Why did you get over that initial hurdle? I'm not exactly sure. I think it was kind of just like, looking back on my past as a kid, you know, you know, kids aren't always kind to people. So I got teased a lot when I was a little kid. So I just kind of, I wanted to do something to try to, you know, feel better about my body, I guess, I think was some of it. Like I said, before, I was also dealing with a lot of depression and anxiety. I had really bad postpartum depression and I didn't even know I had it. So, and then when I started, I started ballet about the same time as that. And that completely just like shifted my entire mental space. And also, um, my, you know, physically too, you know, it put me in better shape and it, um, I lost a lot of like 20 pounds of weight. So it, for me, it was really confusing and also frustrating because I also have a thyroid disorder. So, mm -hmm. and when I had low thyroid symptoms, usually it was depression. So I thought that I was like, well, no, my thyroid is just low. Test my thyroid. She's like, well, I did. And your thyroid's fine. So it's obviously something else, you know? Mm -hmm. so, and I was frustrated because I was like, this has never happened to me before. I was like, every single time that I've been, up, you know, I've had a low thyroid it's be and I've had depression, it's like been the cause of it. And I've been fine since I had a medication dosage change. And yeah. so it was, now it's hard to distinguish between, well, okay, what's what, you know? So, because I'm on two medication for both. So it's like, well, what's what then? Like, am I just depressed or am I actually like having other problems? So it's a whole thing that... <laughs> makes it hard to figure out, especially because you also gain weight if you have a thyroid disorder too, or you right. lose weight depending on what scale you're on of the spectrum, you know, so, um, so I gained, I had to gain a bunch of weight too, and then, then I lost a bunch of weight after I had my daughter because my thyroid was too high, and then I gained the weight back, and it was like this whole yo-yo thing, you know, and it was like, you know, trying to figure out what was going on it was really challenging. <laughs> yeah. Now, did any of that affect how you felt in the ballet studio in terms of your, in terms of your weight fluctuation and, and all of that? Uh, not really. I've always been, I was okay with my body at that point. I just kind of, you know, I was always a little self-conscious cause I've always been like larger, you know, I've never been very skinny, but, um, but I, you know, I just kind of, it's weird because I almost feel more confident when I wear ballet clothes and when I don't wear ballet clothes. I don't know, something about putting on the leotard and tights, like the way that it like is so form fitting, it almost makes me feel better about myself because you can actually see my body shape and it's not like 
a tent, you know, <laughs> so like a rectangle, <laughs> like, oh, you see my waist now. Okay. You know, you see my hips. So, you know, I just kind of started like, I was like, okay, I'm doing this, put on the ballet clothes, went to ballet class. And then it was like, not even a second thought. And then as I started to lose some weight and also get better, it really helped me feel more secure with myself mm-hmm. and my body. And also with um, my confidence level, I think a lot, because as I started to get more advanced, he, my teacher often would have me be the one that demonstrated things, or I would be the guinea pig who'd have to go first in like the, the waltz across the floor. Like they just like, everyone would step back and I'd just be like looking around, like, do I really have to go first every time guys? You know? So it was always me that was like the person that was kind of the spotlight of the you know combination or whatever and people would like be like watching me and I'm like don't watch me I still don't know what I'm doing (laughs) no but but yeah they still would and so that kind of forced me to have to try harder and also to like be comfortable enough to be in front even though the class was very small like the the most we only the people we had was like five it's very very tiny so it was always um you know and I knew these people after a while they so it wasn't so like scary but it still was one of those things where it was like well, here you go. You're, you're in the front. <laughs> so, <laughs> makes you have to get over your insecurities pretty fast. I think yeah, it sure does. It sure yeah. does. Did you, so you started ballet now three years ago in this period of time over three years, did you ever um, want to quit or have, has it been a smooth ride along the way? Well, it's really funny because as soon as I took that first class, I got really obsessed, like completely obsessed. I came home and I was like, I want to go back. I want to do it again. And so from then on, I started going twice a week, every week. And it was like, like a routine. Like I had to go to my class every, every Tuesday and Thursday. And my husband was lucky enough at the time that he, his job was um, a little bit more flexible and he was able to come home early to child sit. And then, so I could go to class. And even, he even said that his coworkers were like, oh, they know when it's ballet day because I have to leave early. (laughs) Yeah. So, um. It, but I never wanted to quit. Um, I got last year was more challenging in this this year because um, Joe's job has gotten a lot more intense and he's gotten more promotions. So now he's had, now he has a lot more responsibility. So last summer I kind of started thinking about looking for other options because it's hard for him to get off work early, you know, and come home and paying for a babysitter every single week, two times a week is kind of excessive. And my my family doesn't live close by. They live 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So I don't have anyone to help me really. So, and I also was feeling a little bit um, stuck at that studio because I felt like I wasn't really progressing anymore. And I was getting kind of frustrated because I wasn't getting as corrections as I wanted to. And there was also steps I just didn't know how to do. It was, and then that was frustrating if I tried to go somewhere else because it was like, oh, I don't know how to do that, but I know how to do everything else. But, you know, so right. it's like we get to Grand Lake or they're like, yeah, torture day, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll try this. I've never done this before. You know? <laughs> yeah, like literally there was a class I took where they, they gave like torture day so to boss and I was like, all right. I've had like a brief introduction to a torture day, you know, I didn't know how to do so boss. I just winged it. <laughs> <laughs> and things like that where like I should have pr- known how to do it, but you know, and then it was frustrating. So I took a class that was easier Then it felt like I wasn't being challenged enough. Right. So it was like trying to find that balance of like, what would be a good fit for me that was progressive, but also like at a level that I could handle. So I kind of went to a few places. I tried a couple that I didn't like. And then I found one that I actually liked a lot. That was, um, it was actually a class I took with teenagers. And that was definitely like, 
definitely liberating. Like, oh my God, <laughs> it was like, I was super nervous about that because there, there were girls doing like triple pirouettes. I'm like, hey, and I hung in there as good as I could. And the teacher was super nice. He was like, you actually did really good for like, you know, he's like, really, you did really good. And I was like, <laughs> like yeah. you know, um, so and I was going to start going there, but just didn't work out with like schedules and timing. Um, so I ended up finding a different studio that's it's quite far from me. It's almost an hour drive, but I, wow. yeah, but I do it because it's like, it's the option that I have. And for, I was doing twice a week there. Um, but it ended up, I had to drop the Monday night class because it was just getting too hard for trying to get Joe home in time to get me there and to go south. It just kind of became an issue. So I dropped that one and I was going to Saturday classes every Saturday. So, and that was nice. And it was a good class for me because it was, it was basic enough that I knew what to do, but it was also progressive. So it gave me, we started working on things I hadn't seen before, you know, and, um, but I felt very at ease and like I could handle the combinations easily and do them well. Cause then I was able to improve a lot. Um, you know, I feel like my, I improved a lot with like my, um, tondus and like just really simple things that I, that people hadn't necessarily paid attention to as much. Um, like the smaller details, like, um, I was, I had talked to that teacher about doing starting point at some point and she was looking at my ankles and my feet and she was like, she was like, Oh, we need to fix this. Cause I was like pointing my foot so hard that it was sickling mm-hmm. and no one had ever corrected me. So I was like, Oh, so that completely changed like how I thought about doing tondus and how I worked my ankle forward rather than just trying to push my foot forward. So, um, and that made a huge difference. And then I feel like I've really like grown since then. And then of course COVID hit and then that kind of put everything on a damper. So, um, because it was, it can obviously go in person anymore. So yeah. And online, I just, I tried to do a couple of like, I tried to just give myself class like I had been doing and like do YouTube videos, but I really quickly lost motivation to do that just because of like, well, I kind of got defeatist about it. And I was like, well, if I can't go to ballet class anytime soon, then what's the point? You know, like, why do I keep, why bother keep going? Which was definitely a mistake because um, the studio I used to go to was able to reopen because it's so small and it fit within the guidelines of our, where we are in Washington with our reopening phase. So I've been able to go to class a little bit now, like once a week is what I've been managing to do. And um, that first class was Oh, <laughs> everything hurt. And it was like, Oh my God, why did I, why did I take a break? I took like three months off and did nothing, you know, and I've definitely paid for it in a little bit with, um, with, uh, feeling really sore and out of just out of shape and out of sorts, you know? So. Yeah. The, the, um, it with, with so many reasons to not do ballet, right? We all have so many reasons why we, <laughs> can't do it, shouldn't do it, won't be able to do it. Um, this this last few months has definitely been a big eye-opener for everyone on terms of like really digging deep on why we why yeah. we like it and what we're doing it for and, and what yeah. and we all have different reasons and we've all found different reasons as to why yeah. we've had to why we've recommitted, why we've <laughs> fallen out of it and come back to it, why we've yeah, you know, what 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 works for, yeah. for ourselves. I think we've all had to like actually make conscious choices about our decisions about ballet. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's the nice thing about Valley too, is that you can always come back and it's still there and you can, you still know how to do the steps. Even if it's, even if you feel like you're having a hard time with it, you can still, you still know how to do a plie. You still know how to do a tondu. It still kind of comes back to you pretty fast. 
And that was what happened with me in the last few weeks where, you know, that first class was really hard. And then the next one, it was like, oh, it was like I was back already. You know, I was able to do, you know, a little bit more difficult things again. And it was, even though we we're moving pretty slowly, it was like, oh, okay, we're still, we're starting to get it back. So, yeah. And it's been nice to at least have something, you know? <laughs> right. It does. It does. It does come back quick. It's like, you don't forget how to ride a bike or like swim in a yeah, pool. Exactly. These are things that you just remember how to do. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, if there is another shutdown, what, do you think you'll keep going at home this time? Or do you think you'll kind of take another little breather? I'm not sure. It'll probably depend on what happens here. Like the, the studio I was going to before that had become my, you know, my home studio, their, their plan is to hopefully reopen in the fall. I don't know that's going to happen. Um, Washington is left definitely lucky in that, um, we haven't had any like massive spikes because, at least recently because our governor has been very strategic about opening slowly and going county by county and assessing things. And right. And I think as of last week, he completely put a pause on all of the reopening just to try to mitigate any potential problems. Yeah. So I'm grateful that we have leadership that's doing the right thing, you know, with that. Um, and I understand that like, if he needs to make the decision to close everything down again, then that's perfectly reasonable. Um, and I definitely, I think I would probably be a little bit more like motivated to try to, to get back and do it at home a little bit more, partly because I have a better floor because I got myself some shower pan liner. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I feel a little bit less nervous about trying to do anything like, like pirouettes or anything like that. Cause that was part of my issue was that my floor was so slippery that I couldn't, I was like, well, one thing I fell on my butt a couple of times and also I just was nervous to try to do anything that was too challenging because I didn't want to slip and fall. Right. Um, and also, yeah. And it also didn't help me hold my turnout, which is already not good to begin with. So, <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it definitely makes a difference, but it's like, I don't know if you have one, but mine is almost too sticky because then I can't like, I can't turn because my foot gets stuck on the floor. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how to fix that. Someone said to use baby powder and another person tried said to use water and water did help a little bit, but then it dries. So it's like, <laughs> the effects go away. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, I, as um, I think you're right that the floor makes a big difference at home. Um, personally, I um, as probably everyone's seen in my videos on Instagram and YouTube and stuff, mm-hmm. I don't have a floor in my, in yeah. my studio yet, and I have I to put really hard it. carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, I don't do anything on it. Yeah. That's not bar work and bar technique, mm-hmm. um, but it is way preferable to me than doing it on wood floor. Yeah, because I need a slippery. Because yeah. the slippery nature is, it just, um, I already have like a lot of anxiety about slipping, especially, you know, in, yeah. in me, general. Me <laughs> so. too. I had a, a really embarrassing story where, um, I mean, it was in my class, it was last year, and I did, there was one day that I did two triple pirouettes, no, two double pirouettes in a row, and I was like, i never done them before. And I was like, oh, and then like literally the next class, I went to go do, four, do one, and I fell on my butt. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. It was like, I just completely wiped out on my butt. And I was like, after doing two last class, <laughs> I got overexcited, I think. And I was like, and then right. I was nervous and I was anticipating it. You know, if I relax and I don't think about it, then I can usually do it. But that's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, so did you end up getting on a point? I haven't yet, but I'm going to very soon because one of my friends who I was taking class with at our studio here that's nearby, she has started teaching at that studio oh, and, and a, a very 
very basic beginner class. And I was texting her recently and I was like, we should think about do, trying to, to do some point. And she was like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I think you're, you're probably ready for it anyway. And so we're going to, we have plans to try to get together and go get fitted. So we are waiting for something with her. Um, your sister was sick. So she's waiting to make sure that her sister didn't have COVID-19. So and that kind of put the damper on like our plans, but, um, but yeah, we're going to hopefully do that. And um, I'm, my plan is to hopefully take her evening class that she does. That's like, really basic and and do that do that on point and then also do supplemental things with her and like learn the basics you know and and do stuff at home too so and I also have you now so <laughs> I could take your class now too so if I get my right. shoes so very exciting yeah that, that's such an exciting day I'm so excited because I've been wanting to do it for so long and I'm having yeah. such a hard time finding anywhere that will either either work with this, my schedule because I have such a like limited time window that I can come to class or that even lets adults do point or that has some, that option for somebody. So it's been, it's been tough and definitely frustrating at times. So yeah, it definitely, it's definitely hard. It's definitely hard to find the right place to take point. But when you do and you, and you work on it, you, everything mm -hmm. starts to make sense about like, Oh, that's why we can't sickle. Oh, that's why we have right. to turn out. Oh, right. and okay. And really work on my balance because that was one of the main problems that I was having. Like I went and took a, a class with some kids this last summer and it was like, it was a pre, it was a pre point class and she basically assessed me to see if I was ready. And she said, you're really close, but you need to work on like your ankle flexibility a little bit more if you can, as much as you can, because you know, I'm adult. So you can only, it's only so much you can do with that because your bones are set. So, and also like working on my balance and I, that's definitely gotten a lot better. Like I've been, and my feet, I think I've also just gotten a lot stronger too. Like I've been doing all my exercises with my TheraBand and all that. So <laughs> that makes a difference. Yeah, it does. And I think we as adults can, uh, are sometimes very pleasantly surprised by how much our feet can change, um, yeah. with, with sure. a little bit of, a little bit of TLC. Yeah. Well, like I said before, when I was started the story, you know, my feet were, I was turning, I was pronating so badly, my arches would collapse. So I had no arch. <laughs> so my feet were basically flat, but now they have an arch. So, which is crazy. I didn't think that that would actually change, but now I have an arch. Like my, I had my, all my shoes are too big. Most of them because my foot completely changed size. <laughs> and wow. I also feet too. So it could have been a contributing factor too, but, um, but it definitely, like, I think a lot of it is because my arch is more lifted. So then my feet aren't squishing down and flattening in my shoes. So then I have room in my shoe. <laughs> yeah. That, um, having that, having that arch collapse is super common. Um, and a yeah. lot of people don't believe that they can make changes to that. So I'm glad to, you know, have, have your, have your testimonial out there that, that you can work hard at it and get it, get it improved. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. It definitely takes hard work and you have to, you know, be wanting to, change it but um I started with like I for a while I wore just completely like sole complete leather sole shoes with no no like um split in the middle and that helped a lot building up the strength in my feet and then they started to hurt because they were just like too much <laughs> so <laughs> I had to like take them I didn't stop wearing them and now I just wear like canvas you know like it's basically the softest ones I can find because I like feeling like I can feel the floor yeah uh, and, um, but, and I work on my therapy and stuff and I try to do balances and things like that and try to get my ankles strong, but I don't have great ankle flexibility still, like, especially this way I can obviously go this way, but this way is a lot harder. Um, and I've gotten a lot better with like just this deflection this way. So, which I think was a lot of the, that's part of the 
being on point is you have to be able to get over enough. Right. So yeah, <clears throat> point that foot far enough. Right. Right. Um, um, it just, I mean, just random observation, you use a lot of um, terms. Do you, um, is that because you've had great training with teachers who use these words like, you know, flexion and, and this sort of thing, or, or are you in that field? Oh, I'm not. I actually used to be a library worker. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I work for a public library system, but um, I just, I watch a lot of videos about dance and, you know, and, and the kind of the anatomy, and I'm actually really interested in anatomy and, and like how bodies work, but I'm not, I'm not good enough at math to do that, so <laughs> it's not something I would pursue, but, um, but I definitely am interested in like how bodies work, you know, anatomically, especially in relation to dance. I just think it's fascinating, honestly, like how, how the body can do certain things and why it doesn't do certain things. So, <laughs> yeah, it is fascinating. And I think um, I actually really enjoy hearing you use these technical terms because I think it's, we um, tend to think that you have to have a background in that stuff in order to yeah. understand it. And I think we forget that if we can learn how to point our toes, why can't we learn about the body without having a degree in anatomy or a degree in biology? Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, what are your what what do you see as your next goals for dance or is the journey your main goal what do you what do you see as like what you're looking forward to well i'm i'm really looking forward to when we can finally like be in the studio more and and be you know and i i really like to find a studio that's closer to me mm-hmm. but it's been like the options for adult ballet around here are really scarce like there's not much of anything most of it's in seattle and i'm uh, like an hour from seattle Plus. So, and then that's, you have to take into consideration the traffic and everything too. So, and it's like, yeah, so I, it's not quite workable for me to go to downtown Seattle <laughs> to take a class. So, um, and, you know, I'm trying to find what I can, you know, and um, so it's been frustrating to try to find classes that are even options for me, you know. So, um, I don't know if I have any like long term goals other than I just like, you know, for a while I was like really set on trying to get my splits and all these things. And like, you know what? Like, if I get them, that's fine. If I don't, I don't. And I know that, like, anatomically speaking, never going to get my middle split, and that's fine. Like, if I can get my leg, you know, to be nicely turned out where I can lift it to, then that's fine with me, you know. But, like, if I'm, you know, eventually I'd like to get my front splits if I can. But, you know, I haven't gotten – I've been really bad about stretching, so (laughs) that's not something that's going to happen anytime soon then. So, um Otherwise, I, I know I just like for I want to be able to take as many classes as I can, but it's so hard because again, having the options to take classes and also having just the time to go to class has been right. tough. So um, yeah, it's and a point was like the really big thing where I, like I really was like pushing for that. So I'm really excited to finally like be like ah, you know that point. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if there's any like other specific things that like. I think mostly I just want to improve like what I already know and also just keep learning what I, and, and learn things I don't know yet. So there's still a lot I feel like I don't know. Um, and that's the challenging thing about being an adult that starts as an adult is like you go into a class and, you know, there's people that take a class when they're little kids for the rest for their whole lives, you know, and they know all of the steps, you know, and all of the, how to do everything. And then you go, you're an adult and you're like, oh, well, I know how to do this, but I don't know how to do this or I never seen this in my life, you know, you know, it's hard because you don't know. And I think you talked about that a little bit in your video too, about how it was frustrating, how you didn't have progressive training where it was just like, you know, you go into an, a, an open class and it's just like whatever, 
you see is what you see, right? You don't get anything beyond that, you know, that's that really helps you progress forward. Yeah, it's easy to get stuck in a specific level because the level dropped in a bucket instead of a ramp. Yes. So you are just in this level and then the next level yeah. is unattainable for you because they don't mm -hmm. work on those things in the previous level. Right. Yeah, and that's what happens in the class that I go to is it, it depends on who's there a lot of times because if there's, like my friend Sarah who goes, who's now teaching there, she's quite good and she danced, you know, until she was a teenager. So she can do some really advanced things. And so when she's there, he kind of pushes the class a little bit more to help her feel like she feels like it's worth her time. But then we have, you know, an 80 old woman who can't do those things. So you have to like, you know, teach to everybody, you know, and accommodate the, all the levels. And that's tough to do, you know, as a teacher, I think. I'm sure you can okay. attach to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's why I created our, our Denver studios to be extremely mm -hmm. hyper-focused levels because as a teacher, yep. I know that I'm not actually making anyone really happy. So I was, right. I was very adamant right. about small classes and hyper-focused levels. Yeah. Um, to help yeah. people find that. I mean, it's a little bit more difficult in the online world to create that experience, but definitely. Very, yeah. Um, I believe that we all want to get from A to Z and not just like get dropped at M and get dropped at D and not yeah. sure about what happens in the middle. And that exactly. Yeah. Through. Yeah. Especially as, especially if you want to explore other studios, you know, like I was saying before, it's hard because if you you're like, okay, well, I'm an intermediate dancer and then you go take an intermediate class and you're like, this isn't, what, this isn't what I learned at, in my class, you know, and right. you're going, this is intermediate, you know, this is hard, this is a lot different than I thought it would be, you know, and, and like, they're doing things that you don't know how to do, or, you know, it's a lot faster paced, even, you know, and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, um, you know, it's definitely tough to try to find somewhere that will help you continue to progress, but also give you enough that you feel like you're learning and not being so flustered that you feel like you can't do it. Right. So, and I definitely felt like that before, like in that class I took the last summer with the teenagers, it was like, it wasn't even necessarily a hard class. It just was like, you know, and it was also my first time there. So I was nervous and everything too. And I think that had a lot to do with it too. And there were kids. So, you know, there was that too, but it was also like, I had this feeling because the combinations were so quick. I was just like, ooh, 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 you know, and he gave them to them like one time and they like had it. And I was just like, okay, I think I got half of that. So I will just follow that person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, and he, um, I think part of it was just his teaching style. He's, um, balancing based kind of teacher. So it was all just like, yeah, really quick. And it was, it was fun, but it was also like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes it's fun to get pushed like that, but you do have to be in the right mental state going into it to be open to that experience. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm really grateful that they let me come to that class. So like the, I emailed, I talked to the owner of the studio and they were like super open to letting adults come to their classes. And they were like, yes, please come. We would love to have you. And it just was, it felt really nice to be a woman that had a really awful experience somewhere where like they just were like downright mean to her and it made her completely not want to go. And, I'm just, and it, everyone in the comments was like, please just try it, find a different studio and please go because it's not, you know, don't let this define your experience of adult ballet because I, we trust you, trust us. There's so many better options and you will be, you know, you will find a place that you feel comfortable and happy and accepted. Um, so I think that's a lot of it, just finding the right environment for you. And also just, you know, like I said, a lot of it's just making yourself go and do the thing, you know, and that's the struggle too, even with me is that I, if I just make myself go, if I get in my car and I go, then I go because it, it was really nerve wracking for me the first couple of times I explored going to other places because, you know, I have a little bit of 
driving anxiety too is it was like you know oh i have to drive to the place and then after you go the first time it's like no big deal okay we can do this you know so and it's fine so it's just i think it's a matter of just you know being being okay with trying it and being you know being open to trying something new and and you know i think like i said before i think a lot of it helps if you kind of have an idea of what to expect because that's a lot of my thing is that with having anxiety is that i worry about the what if stuff and you know kind of get stuck in my head but if i have an idea of what to expect and i can kind of think through things and it helps me have kind of a better mindset of what's what's going to happen so then i don't feel so anxious about it so if, if someone is kind of in that same situation that's something they could do is you know look up a, videos about adult ballet and just start, you know, doing some research and learning about, you know, adult ballet. And you can realize that, you know, you don't have to have perfect turnout. It's okay. You know, you're, you're not going to train at the Bolshoi, you know, <laughs> or maybe you are, if you're really good and you have, you know, maybe you are, you have great turnout and you have great extensions and everything. And you're, you know, there definitely is a place for people that, you know, have become adult dancers and have gone further um, but you know, it's okay if you don't though. I think that's a lot of times what people forget is that like, you don't have to be perfect. No one is perfect. Even people that have trained forever are not perfect. They have things that they don't, aren't, don't feel like they're good at, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, but if you, you know, you're okay the way you are, you know, it's okay to try and to, and if you decide that's not, it's not for you, then that's okay too. You know, don't make yourself go if you decide that you don't like it, you know, because <laughs> what, what's, what's the good in that, you know, try it doesn't hurt to try though, you know, and you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to have the perfect body. You don't have to have, you know, you don't have to know everything either, you know, because if you have a good teacher, they'll help you learn those things, the terms and, you know, and, and nurture your experience. So. Uh, it sounds, it sounds awesome. There's really um, no reason not to give it a try if you're out there listening yeah, and definitely something on your mind. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, it was so fun to have you on the show today, Jesse. Thank you so much. For I'm glad we got to do it. I know we've been trying to connect and figure out how to make it work. So <laughs> we, we find we did. It was it's yeah. awesome. Thank you so much. It's been so fun to hear your story and um, kind of get a chance to actually see the meet the face behind the Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Thanks for listening today, dancers. For more adult ballet, you can follow our studio on Instagram and Facebook at Broche Ballet. You can follow me on Instagram at Julie the Ballerina, or check out our blog and YouTube channels for more content. You can even dance with us in our online studio with daily live Zoom classes, private lessons, and our on-demand video library. Don't forget to have your story featured on our podcast. Email us at hello at brocheballet.com. I'm Julie Gill. And this was Roche Banter. Happy dancing!